Thanks for checking out the Church RC podcast today. If you're new to the Church RC or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online simply by going to thechurchrc.com. Or we'd love for you to stay connected throughout your week and everywhere you go with the Church RC app, available for free wherever you download your apps. Now here's Pastor Brian Sparks. Romans 8, 31, it says, What then shall we say to these things? If. Somebody say if. if. Come on, say it like you mean it. If. if. Come on, a quiet church is a dead church. Say if. If, if God is for us, who can be against us? That will preach all by itself. Amen. If you're taking notes today, you can title this message, What If. What If. If Lord, I thank you right now for the word of God. I thank you that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Thank you that every ear in here is open and receptive to hear your word. Lord, they didn't come to hear a word from me. They've come to hear a word from you. So Lord, I pray that you would use me to speak to the hearts of your people. Let every life be changed. Let no one leave the same. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. You know, if's a small word. But it's mentioned a lot in the Bible. In fact, it's in there 1,780 Four times. And if carries a lot with it. If God is for us, who can be against us? That's an amazing passage of Scripture. If makes a big difference. Right? Small word, but it makes a big difference. Ed, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Ed Catmull is the uh, president of Pixar. How many of y'all love Pixar? Grown-ups, you can raise your hands. You're like, I'm not going to raise my hands. But you make your kids go to the movies just so you can see it. Because everybody, it's, Pixar is just great, right? They come out with some amazing movies. They come out with great movies. And, and I love Pixar. But Ed is the, the president of uh, Pixar. And he, he wrote a book called Creativity, Inc. And in this book, he goes on an if rant where he talks about ifs a lot because he believes, like I believe, that if makes a big difference. He said this, he said that he can't, I, I can't remember how many it is, but there were a whole lot of people that went to work for Pixar as single people and they met the love of their life at Pixar working there. And because they met the love of their life, they got married. Ed calls these Pixar marriages, right? And and they, they fell in love. They got married. And then, like most families do, they ended up having children. Again, Ed calls these Pixar babies. Now, Ed says this, that if there was no Pixar, these people would have probably never met. And if they would have never met... Common sense says that they would have never had children, right? And it's all about an if. And the reason why he goes off on this big if is because Ed had a near-death experience. In 1957, uh, him and his family decided to do a road trip. They went to uh, Yellowstone National Park. They're cruising along on their way back home. They're driving uh, up a steep, winding road. And all of a sudden, going the opposite direction, a car swerves into their lane. Ed was afraid of hitting, having a head-on collision, so he swerved the op- opposite direction. But the thing is, 
is the opposite direction. There was a giant cliff with no guardrail because in the 70s, you just had to be tough. Right? You just had to be tougher than the rest. And so he swerved to miss. And there's this huge cliff with no guardrail. Ed slams on his brakes. And when he comes to a stop, he gets out. And he looks and he sees that he is two inches away from going off the side of the cliff. Two more inches, no Pixar. Two more inches, come on, no Pixar marriages. Two more inches, no Pixar children. Isn't it amazing that two inches makes a big difference? But I would say this, that most, for most of us, two inches don't really affect that much of our life, right? We, we, we might have had some close calls. We might have had some things, but not really life-altering things happen with two inches. But I do believe this, that there are two weird words that do affect all of our lives, and those words are what if. What if? Because when we begin to think about our dreams and our goals and what, what we have, uh, the things that we have in our heart, oftentimes we ask ourselves the question, what if? And we don't ask that question in a positive way. Some of you may be blessed with being positive all the time, but most of us, for the rest of us, 99.9% of us, when we ask the question, when we think about going after a dream or a goal or a desire or something that we have on the inside of us, what we end up thinking about is the negative. Most people don't say, what if I quit my job and I go after my dream and I become a billionaire? Come on. No. No. When we ask ourselves, what if, we picture ourselves going off the cliff and ending up in a blaze of glory. That's what we picture. We picture ourselves, what if I go after my dream and I quit my job and I end up broke, busted, and disgusted. And because I'm broke, busted, and disgusted, come on, we just keep rolling with it. Now my wife is disgusted with me and so she leaves me. This is the things that we think. We automatically go to a worst case scenario, right? You picture things that would never happen. Come on. On your worst day, there's no way it could happen. And you picture it in your mind like it is absolutely a possible reality. That if I go after something, it could all go wrong. What if they say no? I ask them out and they say no and I look silly. What if I go after that promotion and they say, no? Huh? What if we automatically go, in fact, we turn everything negative. My son was talking to me the other day and he said, Dad, why do they call them stoplights and not green lights? Huh? The truth is, is 50% of the time it is a go. Right? But we automatically go negative, right? A 30% chance of sunshine is a 70% chance of rain. That's the way we define it because we are geared to think in a negative way. And the same thing happens like we do on everything is we have a tendency of shedding or, or shining a negative light on every situation and every circumstance. What if? What is your what if? The truth is, every one of us have a what if, more than likely. You started 2018 
saying that you were going to do something you've been saying you were going to do since 2001. Right? You just take out the old New Year's resolution, dust it off, put it down. This is the year. No, it's not. Huh? That's the thing is, is what is your what if? What is that one thing that if you really went after it, could change everything? Like the trailer says, what if this changes everything? What if we stopped in 2018? Let me just, let me get get you in a right mindset here. What if just for 2018, we stopped letting fear control us and started letting faith control us? What if we moved our what if from fear to faith? Just for 2018, what if you said, you know what, I'm going to change. And when I begin to think about the things that God has put in my heart, or I begin to think about something that I want to do or a dream that I feel like I should go after, what if I just move from fear and instead of thinking negative about it all the time and always ending up with the worst case scenario, what if I just let my mind wander to what if it's possible? And I move myself from fear to faith. Here's the thing is, what is faith? You know, the Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. But I like to put in a a few different definitions. I've given you a lot of faith definitions over over time. And I'd like to give them to you again, just so you know what we are moving from. We're moving from fear to faith. So what is faith? Faith is taking the first step before God reveals the second step. That's so good. So good. I wish this didn't work this way, right? I wish God would give me a a 55-step process, show me what I was going to look like when I hit retirement, right? I think everybody, I I had a guy that he said, you know, I pray. I I was praying the other day, and I I thought, God, if you could just, he just planted a church. Planting a church is scary. He just planted a church, and he said, you know, I was praying and asking God, God, could you just show me three years down the road? He said, but whenever I started to pray that prayer, I immediately thought, God, don't show me that because I have a feeling I might be on the couch with no church. Again, he goes to a negative state of mind. He automatically begins to think negatively, and that's the way a lot of us are. What if, but what if we moved it from fear to faith. What if we just stepped out and did something great for God? Faith is taking the first step before God reveals the second step. The other thing faith is, is faith is a process of unlearning fears. Come on, that's good. This is so good. Here's the thing. Joyce Meyer says it best. She says, you're going to have to do it afraid. You think that it's ever going to not be scary? Doing something different or doing something outside of your comfort zone is always going to be scary, right? Because you are a human being and becoming a Christian does not make you less human. Got to do it afraid. It's a process of unlearning fears. See, because eventually you begin to trust God more than you trust your fears. Faith is a 
process of unlearning fears. Faith is a willingness to look foolish. Come on, when you do something, people are going to look at you like you are off your medicine. Like, have you lost your mind? You, you've, you're officially crazy. Whenever I left the fire department to go full-time ministry, people looked at me like, oh, yeah, you're a psychopath. Good for you, brother. Huh? Here's the thing, is that there has got to be a point to where you stop caring about what everybody else thinks about you. I don't care what everybody else thinks about me. I'm willing to look foolish because I believe that God has put something on my, in my heart and I'm going to go after it no matter what you think about me. Faith is a willingness to look foolish. But here, let me just clarify that real quick. That does not mean that you should not seek godly counsel. I have people that come up to me and they say, God said this, brother. And I'm sitting there going, he didn't say that. But I, you said God said, so go for it, honey. You know what I mean? I'm not going to go against what you said God said. Right. Sometimes you go up and you say, hey, I feel like God is saying. That's free. Yeah. <laughs> Faith is seeing the invisible. It's hearing the inaudible. That's so good. It's going after the impossible. That's what faith is. Faith isn't a theory. Faith is a law. It's not something that we just conjured up. Faith isn't a theory. It's a law. Romans 3, 27 says, Where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law? Of works? No, but by the law of faith. Faith is a law. Here's the thing is it's not a theory. What faith is, is it's understanding that what God has written down is greater than what I'm experiencing right now. Faith is something that I can grab hold of. It's substance of things hoped for. That means I can grab a hold of it. And even though I can't see it, I can believe that God can do it in my life. See, faith is something that you can grab hold of. It's a law. Whenever I get on an airplane to fly anywhere, I get on it with confidence. The reason why I get on the airplane with confidence is because I know that there is a law of lift. Right? And when that law of lift is applied correctly, it overcomes the law of gravity. Right? Are y'all with me? When the law of lift is applied correctly, it overcomes the law of gravity. See, here's the thing, is that when applied correctly, the law of faith will overcome your reality. When you begin to say, you know what, I don't care what I'm experiencing right now. I believe God's word over what I am seeing with my own eyes. And when you begin to apply the law of faith, it will begin to overcome anything Everything that's trying to pull you down. That's right. Come on. Here's the thing is that sometimes, you know what? You just keep believing God. You just keep putting your faith out there. You keep saying, you know what? God, I believe that it's going to, well, is this just one of them name it, claim it things? No. Here's the thing is that I really do believe that the word of God is true. 
And sometimes, I'll tell you this, church, sometimes I get sick in my body. But that does not mean that I stop believing that God's word says that by his stripes I am healed. Why? Because faith is a law and God wrote it down and so therefore I can believe it. Even though sometimes it takes my body a while to realize it. Faith is a law. Something that you can grab a, a hold of. I was having coffee with a great guy and a friend of mine. And this, this guy had been going through a, a really hard time for a really long time. His, his daughter was very, very sick. And I, I just want you to know, like, I can't even imagine. Like, I honestly can't imagine what he was experiencing, what he was going through. I can't imagine the things that were going on. I, I just can't even wrap my mind around it. He was talking to me about it. I was just hearing him out, you know. Can't, I can't, I can't, I don't say, oh, I understand, because I don't. With tears in his eyes, he asked me a question. He said, Brian, what if God doesn't heal my daughter? I paused for just a second, and I said, what if he does? And all of a sudden, what was, here's what's amazing, is all of a sudden, something switched in his, I saw it change in his eye. And he moved something from fear to faith. He stopped saying, what if God doesn't? To what if God, see, here's the deal is some of you out there, you're living your entire life thinking, what if God doesn't? And what if you just said this? What if he does? What if God does heal you? What if God does set your loved one free? What if God does give you that promotion? What if God does give you that dream in your heart? What if God does? Come on. What if we move from fear to faith? Well, all of a sudden things begin to change. Here's the thing. You got to understand that faith isn't denying your reality. Faith isn't denying your reality. It's holding on to a hope that in a moment, God can change it. I understand that right now, this may be what I see, but I hold on to hope because of a law that God has written down that in a moment, everything can change. Friend, you may be experiencing something. You might be experiencing hell on earth. But can I tell you right now, just hold on to hope that in a moment, God could change it. God can turn your situation around. So in 2018, what if we just moved our what ifs from fear to faith? From being negative to being positive. But here's the catch. That you just can't go, okay, well, I'm just going to have a positive mindset. Because you have to actually do something about it. Positive thinking only gets you so far. Eventually, you got to put the car in gear. Right? I could still be in Sulphur Springs, Texas, thinking about planting a church. But that wouldn't make the church real. I'm a legend in my own mind. (laughs) Right? Eventually, you got to actually put some action with faith. In fact, James 2.17 says this, In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, 
is dead. Faith by itself, if not accompanied with action, is dead. Just touch three people around you and tell them, move it or lose it. Move it or lose it. Come on, you still with me? Move it or lose it. So I want to give you uh, three what-ifs. And again, let's remember that we're thinking positively. We've moved from fear to faith, so I'm going to give you three what-ifs. And I want you to think about these what-ifs in a new light. Number one, what if you actually started? What if you actually started? Sometimes we get so caught up with the details that we get so overwhelmed by everything that we end up just not starting. Right? Right? You're so caught up. You, you, yeah, they lost 80 pounds, but I have no idea how they did it. So I'm just not going to do anything. I'm going to eat the Snickers instead. Right. Come on. Huh? You're so overwhelmed by the details. That's why every new diet starts on Monday. Because I haven't bought groceries. I got to wash my stretch pants. Huh? And that's way too much energy to put in on a Tuesday, so I'm just going to start again on Monday. That's, that's the way we think. We get overwhelmed by all the things that we, we have to do, and we think about starting. And when we think about starting, we think about the laundry list of things that we have to prepare and have to, have to get, all, I got to get all this lined up. And this is what we do. We let the start stop us. Don't let the start stop you. Don't let the details of everything you got to do keep you from doing what you should do. Don't let it stop you. Understand that, yeah, I might not be perfect today, but I can start somewhere. In 1979, Robert Johnson was a lobbyist. And uh, they were trying to come up with different TV channels to reach different audiences. So as a lobbyist, he got to hear all of these different pitches and things that came in. And one man came in, and he had done a a lot of research on elderly people. And he was like, well, elderly people watch TV from this time to this time. Elderly people like Andy Griffith. Come on, I don't know. They like this show. They just really enjoy this show. Elderly people spend their money from this time to this time, and, and this is the way it is. And, and all of this stuff was true. But the people heard the pitch, and they said, no. We're not going to create a show for elderly, or a TV channel just for elderly people. Now, Robert heard this too. And he did something completely different. He said, you know what? All of those truths apply to African-American people. So instead of just taking this idea and this information and throw it out, he took that information and instead of elderly, he put in African-American because African-American people watch this show. African-American people spend this much money. African-American people, and he, he just went down the list and he went before the same people and pitched the same exact information. Because he did that, BET was birthed. 
he got approval. See, here's the thing is that when this other guy heard no, Robert heard go. And some of you are, you're just, you're just sitting back and you're settling for a no. And no, it won't work out. No, there's no way I can do it. No, no. And you're thinking of every reason why you can't. But there's somebody out there that could win with the hand that you've been dealt, honey. There's somebody out there that would say, man, if I just had that, I could run with that. Here's the deal. There's somebody out there that could lose weight with the exercise bike you got in your closet. And you're talking about, well, I just don't have everything I need. I don't have, no, here's the thing, is that you can take the information that is given to you on an every Sunday and you can run with it if you'll just run with it. What if you took it and you actually said, God, I believe that you're for me. Who can be against me? And if you're on my side, I can go after any goal, any dream that you put on the inside of my heart. It's taking the same information, but putting action with it. Stop settling for no when God's telling you to go. Second thing. Amen. I take amens in every form. That was an amen. Second thing, what if you stepped out? What if you stepped out? See, here's the thing is, is that when you read the Bible, you will see a common denominator. Is that when somebody needed a miracle, they took a step. God will, is always faithful to meet you more than halfway. But he requires a step of faith. Come on, faith is taking the first step before God uh, gives you the second. And that's what you have to understand. What if you just took a step? What if you stepped out? What if you said, you know what? I'm tired of sitting around talking about it and thinking about it and writing it on a dream board, but I'm actually gonna take a step. What if you stepped out? What if you went after it? Here's the thing is you think that getting to your dream is an escalator. But the reality is it's a long staircase. And you're waiting on something to come along and magically take you to the top, but that's not the way it works. It comes with one step after another step after another step. And here's the deal is that your step looks different than my step. And to a baby, a step looks different than it does to a grown man. But I don't care what your step looks like today, just take a step. I'm going to take a step. I'm just going to take a step. I'm just going to move just a little bit in the right direction. The last thing, and I'm done. What if in 2018 you stretched out just a little more? You stretched out just a little more. I think there's some people here that you've been going after something that God has put in your heart and it hasn't worked out and you've you've been going hard and you've been going for what seems like a long time. You've thought about throwing in the towel, you've thought about quitting, thinking about giving up. What if you stretch just a little further? 
What if you stretch just a little more? Psalm 77, 2 says, In the night my hand stretched out and does not weary. Sometimes it's all about the stretch. Sometimes it's all about that extra stretch. Michael Phelps in 2008 won an incredible world record-breaking seven gold medals. I watched him because my wife loves the Olympics. His last race for the seventh gold medal was a nail-biter. In fact, it was so close they said that he won by less than a fingertip. Here's a side note is the guy beside him lost because you can see him the whole time watching Phelps. He was faster, but he was watching the guy beside him. Some of you aren't accomplishing your dreams because you keep comparing yourself to the person next to you. You keep looking at what somebody else is doing. And God says, don't worry about what they're doing. Just focus on what your lane. Just stay in your lane. And stretch. One by less than a fingertip. Not because he was better. Just because he was willing to stretch a little more. And if you're here today... You've gone after something that God put in your heart. You're thinking about throwing in the towel, thinking about quitting. Let me ask you, what if you just stretched just a little more? With every head bowed, every eye closed. God, today we declare... That 2018 is going to be our best year yet. Not because of the year, but because God, we declare that this year will actually start. God, that this year will actually take some steps. God, this year we're going to stretch farther than we ever thought that we could stretch. God, because we know that if you are for us, can be against us if you're on our side nothing can stand against us Lord let this be the best year of our lives because we've moved our what if from fear to where it should be At The Church RC, we aim to help you encounter Jesus. If this ministry has blessed you in any way and you'd like to contribute financially, you can go online to thechurchrc.com slash giving. If you have a story to share about how God is moving in your life, send us an email at amen at thechurchrc.com.